Hello, and thank you for listening to the Healing Hearts Worship Center podcast under the leadership of our senior pastor, Sharita L. Smith. Here we are a ministry that believes in faith, healing, and deliverance. We pray that the word of God will touch you, bring you direction, correction, and deliverance. We thank you for listening. Enjoy the message. And remember, we love you to life. Amen. Amen. Brother David got me kind of sentimental. Wow. Sitting there tearing up. Have you see, you can take your seat. You can take your seat. Man, this has been amazing. We have gotten so many words this morning. God, God has delivered through Pastor Gray. Oh my God. Minister Letitia. Pastor Fisher. Minister Tristan. And my brother, Pastor, what's I, I didn't get his name. I was in the restroom. The worship leader. Preston, let me tell you something. God has been amazing today. You hear what I'm telling you? And when you can feel the spirit of the living God, it's amazing. He's in the room. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he's in the room. He's in the room. So right now, I just am just doing this time and doing this fast that we've been doing, this corporate fast. It's amazing. We talk about this all the time. I, well, I do anyway. Uh, fasting, you know, sustaining from food and not eating and, and uh, doing it in the way where you're trying to d- suppress your flesh. Uh, you know, I'm an eater. Amen. I love to eat. Amen. I love to eat. And, I'm, and I mean that. People that know me, when we go places, they know they're going to eat what? Real well. Because I'm going to get there. You know, they go and say, well, Pop, what you getting? Well, give me that too. They don't even ask what I'm getting. Greg and Jordan and Josh and all my, my boys, Ton, Rico, what you getting, Pop? Well, give me that too. But I say that to say, man, this fasting period, when you're serious and you're intentional about, about really being real and growing in the word and growing in the, in the spirit, it is amazing. It is amazing what it will do for you. And when you keep it, God said, what you do in the dark, I'll reward in the light. See, you don't do it for people. And when the Pharisees did what they did and they did it to brag about what they were doing and why they were doing it, and their face was all, all gone because they were fasting, God said, you'll get your reward. Jesus told him, say, you'll get your reward because your reward is before what? Men. So right now, I want you all to be in that place of worship. We went up, we went up high, we went up high, and we started to hear the testimonies of what God can do. And in this season right now, God is speaking to me and telling me some things that, wow, it's amazing. I never thought that I'd get the clarity that I have at this time in my life. The simplicity of what God is, is, is showing me in this time, through this COVID period, it's amazing because when I was in my prayer closet and I said, okay, God, okay, what do I bring to the people? When I was a new minister, it was more so I would basically plan out my sermon. And during the week, I'd get prepared, and I would preach on what I was going to preach on based on what I started on Monday. I said, okay, I'm going to preach on this. And it's amazing how God trans, he, just, he just turns that thing around. Amen? To where it's like, okay, God, I'm seeking a word for the people. So yesterday it came to me, and it was amazing because it was something that I spoke on before, but they need to hear it again. Amen? My dad said, you don't have to eat a cow to know you're eating beef. And the word of God, you don't have to eat a whole cow. You know what I'm saying? To know it's what? Beef. Amen? And the word of God is so real and it's so true. And right now, I want you all to give me 30 seconds of a praise that's worthy. Amen? 
I, I, I want to hear you give a praise that's worthy, not for Pastor Joe, not for Pastor Fisher, but a praise that's worthy for God. Take it to a level where you can praise God and give him glory for not for what he's done, but for who he is. Give him a praise. Give him a praise for who he is in your life. A good praise. Give me 30 seconds of all you got for the Lord God. Not for people, but for the Lord. Give it to him. Give it to the Father because he's able. He's able. Give it to the Father. Give it to the Father. He's a good God. He's worthy. Look at your neighbor and say, God is able. God is able. We serve a good God. And he's so worthy to be praised. Amen. We serve an awesome God. First, give an honor to God. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, to Pastor Sherita Smith, who is not here today. We praise God for her. Uh, for my wife. Amen. Y'all better clap better than that. I said for my wife. She's here. Amen. For my sons, Jonathan and Jordan and Jacob and all my friends and family and all my good people that I love that have come to support. Uh, you know, it's amazing right now during this time when you get to a place where you really, really, really are trying to get better. And I say that not arrogantly, but I say it because we all have to get to that place where we really make a decision. Do I really want to get better? Pastor Gray this morning, hit us, he hit on some, some nuggets this morning, and I, I joked and said, brother, I was going to throw you offering, but I, I sure enough just text him and asked him for his cash app because I'm going to send him a little something. And I'm not saying that to tell you what I'm doing, but I'm saying it's not easy. Let me tell you all something to get up here and tell your stuff. You hear what I'm telling you? But your testimony can bless somebody. Your story can bless what? Somebody. Because we all go through things. And I tell you, it was, it was men in here. And he was talking some men's stuff. Amen? Pastor Fisher, was he talking some men's stuff? He was talking some real stuff. I mean, he was, he was, he was getting it in. He was talking. Is everything good? Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Amen. The word of God says we are to obey the laws of the what? Of the land. That's what we said. So we're going to do what? We're going to obey the laws of the land. Amen. And it's amazing because the actual word that uh, God brought to me today, you know, the devil wants to distract. Amen. So with this happening, I know we're going to another level. Distraction. The devil, was, he tries to what? Kill, steal, and what? Destroy. Amen. But Jesus said that I have come that you may have what? Life. And not just have life, but have it what? More abundantly. He wants us to have a good life and be, be able to enjoy the land of the love of the Lord in the land of the living. To live this life and to see God in the land of what? The living. So I want you to open up your Bibles. And it's amazing. I got a verse. It's a small verse, but a strong verse. And I'm going to give you the backdrop. Deuteronomy 29.29. Deuteronomy 29.29. Come on, sis. Minister Ambria, what's that? The secret things. What? Belong to, God. belong to God. But there you go. But the revealed things belong to us. Oh, yeah. Teach us pet. Teach us pet. Yes, Lord. The secret things belong to the Lord God. But the things revealed 
belong to us, to our children forever, that we may follow the words of his law. Now, it's amazing. I preached this sermon about almost a year ago. This was before COVID and all those things. And I, and, and I preached and I preached and I prayed. Was it January, sis? I knew it was close. I knew it was close. It was before, it was before COVID. It was before that because COVID really hit us. It was in March. But I preached this sermon. I preached it about, about what the secret things are and how we can start dwelling on the what? The secret things. We start dwelling on the things that, guess what, God, we don't know. Amen? And there's certain things that God is putting in the that what? We're not going to know and what we're not going to ever know until glory. It says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things revealed <laughs> belong to us. And our children forever that we may obey the words of his law. So listen to this, y'all. Okay, so this morning, Pastor Gray was talking about some things. We were talking about some things, you know, with the men. And we were talking about, you know, individuals that you go out and you date and you desire. Certain things are revealed. <laughs> yes, Lord. If you met her on the pole. See, there's certain things that, guess what, are revealed. But certain things are secret. The things that you know and the things that you see and God shows you, guess what? My angel said, well, somebody shows you who they are. What? Believe them. Believe them. So we get all spiritual. We get to that place where we say, well, you know what, God? I can do this and I can change that. And I can mold them and I can make them like I want them to be. And then we start doing our own little thing. And we start just, oh, you know, what I'm going to do? Oh, I'm going to get him like I want him to be. Or I'm going to make her like I want her to be. And God is like, what's revealed belongs to us. But we want to make it what it's what? What it's not. So look at this. So Deuteronomy 29, 29. So God's people are on the verge of the promised land. I'm going to give you the backdrop. Moses is talking to them for the last time in a series of sermons that he preached. And he's telling them his final words. He's like, look, y'all, if you want to have a blessed life, if you want your family to be blessed, if you want to have prosperity, all that that comes with it, here's what you need to do. Two ways to live. Two ways to live. Moses is saying you're either going to enter the promised land and be blessed or you're going to be cursed. But your choices that you make are going to be the things that are going to carry that over, either the blessing or the curses. So Moses lists the blessings that follow obedience. He said, if you fully obey the Lord God, you will be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, the fruit of your womb will be blessed, and your crops of your what? Land. He's talking about the future life of our nation. And then he lists the curses of following what? Disobedience. He said, if you do not obey the Lord your God, you will be cursed in the city, Cursed in the country, your basket needling through will be what? Cursed. See, God ain't messing around, y'all. You better understand the things that are revealed in his word are meant for what? Us. Every story in the Bible ain't about me, but every scripture and story is for me. Unpack that a little while. I'll let you think about that. I'll let you, that come to you in a minute. And then I get an amen. Every story in the scripture in the Bible ain't about me, but every story in the scripture in the Bible is for me. And how do I know that? 
Because the word in 2 Timothy 3.16 says what? All scripture is given by inspiration of who? God. And it's profitable. What is profitable? It's good. It's good for us. Amen? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and what? Instruction. He's trying to teach us through his word. And everything in that word is revealed. So during this time and this pandemic and all this stress, people worrying, people just like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek him. I'm going to seek him even harder in this time. I'm going to seek the Lord God, and I'm going to do the things that are practical, the things that are prudent, and the things that are real. But first of all, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to make sure I'm not so religious, but I'm spiritual. I'm going to make sure that I know God in my quiet place. When I lay down and when I rise up, that I know that my walk is with the Lord God. That I'm not doing it for form or fashion or doing it for an outside show. I ain't doing it to impress nobody. What you see is what you get. Yes, the sin is inherently flammable. Uh, are sinful. The, the, the flesh is inherently sinful and the closet that all of us have is real. Real quiet. The closet that all of us have is very, very, very what? Real. And we thank God that he hasn't what? Exposed all of our stuff. I said, man, this morning, I said, Pastor Gray, he blessed me, brother. I got I, I to gotta give this because Lord have mercy. He said, listen, when you find your spouse or find your girl, you better be able to love their mess. I almost went toes up over there. I almost laid out. And I love all you men that's married. So you can keep quiet. You ain't got to break. I don't, want, I, don't want, <laughs> I don't want you to have a rough day. But it's the same thing for the man. You better learn how to and know that you can love their mess. Not love the good stuff. Hey, because as I've grown, when I met my wife, let me tell you something. Huh? It won't the Holy Ghost that attracted me. It was the Holy Spirit that attracted me. Come on there. We try to get so, I knew that was the one. I just felt it, huh, brother? I, oh, she was, that was the one. I felt the hovering of the Lord in the atmosphere. In my body, and I just felt, I said, there she is. Holy, oh my Lord, in the name of Jesus, that's going to be my wife. I was young, I was immature, I was a believer, but I saw a big button of smile. <laughs> we in the church, but I'm going to tell you what I saw. See, because I want to help you, because, see, we got to be honest and real as we grow and mature. I saw a fine one. See, and here's the thing, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. But as we grow and we understand the Word of God, and the word of God gets downloaded in us, we understand that the word is real. So when he says, for we know all things. I was a young believer, but I was immature. And I was just like most of us. That our candy was real. But I thank God that 32 years later, <laughs> 32 years later, amen, 
And she looked better now than she did then, y'all. She's like a fine wine. She get better with time, let me tell you. Yes, Lord. That's my baby. Huh? Get back to, no, no, that's the, that's the sermon, sis. That's what it is, y'all. It is about being able to know what's real and don't lie to yourself. Y'all, we got to get to a place of maturity and understanding that we try to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We try to live our lives by the things that we have that are secret. And the people, the Israelites that were coming out, the reason they were, they were serving those pagan gods is because they felt they could what? Control them. Amen? They could control the pagan gods. They could get them, they could do what they wanted to what? Do. And it was all right. It was okay. See, sin is what? Sin. And when the Bible shows us in his word what we should do and what we should not do, the Ten Commandments, how we are to live, it's real. God put that in there for us so we will be able to obey the laws of the what? The Lord. The Lord can show us things of how to live this life. It's not easy, y'all. It's, 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 it's serious out here, y'all. And I'm telling you, if you don't have the Lord God on your side right now, it is, I'm trying to tell you, it's praying time. I used to hear that as a young boy, and I said, oh, man, it must be always praying time. And that's what it is. Because <laughs> I hear it all the time. I say, oh, it's praying time. It is. There's never a time when we should not be praying. People say, when should you pray? The better, when should you not? Never. You always pray. You always pray word that I hid in my heart that I would. He said that I would not sin against what? Sin against God. God, one of the sayings that I hold dear to my heart and the folks that know me, they hear me say it all the time. Control and give the rest to the Lord God. So simple, but yet so complex. See, it stated simply the secret things. See, the things that we don't know belong to God. And I'm going to tell you, we got to be careful that we don't get all caught up in the horoscope. See, that's some stuff out here, man, that's witchcraft. And there's some stuff, let me tell you, that gets you all up in there, yoga and all that stuff, self-meditation. You better watch yourself. Any strength you have that's not of God or Jesus Christ is of the devil. Amen? When you start digging down and think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just channel my inner this or my inner that. If it ain't the Holy Spirit that comes from the Lord God and the Trinity, it's of the devil and you better get away from it immediately and get moving and on your knees and get in the Word because it's of the what? Devil. All that stuff people do. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. It was amazing this morning when, when Pastor Gray was talking about, you know, you know, the black Hebrews and all these things that we do. There's one Jesus, there's one God, and there's one Holy Spirit. Amen? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And guess what? We all bleed red. So you better first know that God is in control. He sent his Son. What do we know? Do I believe first? Let's break that down. Do I believe in my heart on the Lord Jesus. Do I believe? Romans 10 and 9. God keeps something secret. And it's amazing. Men in their arrogance struggle with that. 
They struggle with what? Not knowing. They struggle with things that, guess what? Well, there's got to be an answer to that. There's got to be an answer to this or that. And, and they struggle, and they get to the place where they want to make sure that they manipulate the situation. It says that those that don't believe, there will never be enough proof. I'm going to say it one more time. For those who do not believe, there will never be enough proof. And for those who do, none is needed. Let me say that one more time. See, that was good. That got good to me. I felt a little chill. I felt a little chill because, see, people look for a reason not to believe. Pastor Fisher, they don't want to believe. Minister Narissa, they don't what? They don't want to believe. So everything they do is they reject. Well, what about this? And what about that? Well, how about that? Well, if I was a believer and it really was a God, how did so-and-so die? The last I looked, everybody that lived went on up out of here. And it's not if, but when you going to go. But my thing is, where are you going to go? It's the important thing. Where will you go? The believer has hope. God. The believer has hope. Look at your neighbor and say, the believer has hope. <laughs> the believer has hope. That excites me. We have hope in a future. See, living by faith means accepting the thing that God does not reveal. And affirming the truth of the things God does reveal. Affirming the things that God what? Reveals. The word of God. People say, Pastor, well, you know, you know a lot of scripture. And I tell you, man, I go back and forth because that's what? Let me tell you, because every time I get to a place where my wife and I, something in my life, I want to make that fleshly decision. I want to do what Joe want to do. And oh, my Lord, guess what? Scripture. Scripture. Oh, Lord. Those that know to do good and, and don't is sin. All of a sudden, the scriptures just start to come to me. You hear what I'm telling you? And my flesh just want to do what I want to do. And I'm selling myself. And I'm saying, okay, all right, Bob, all right, Joe, you need to do this. Now you need, and I'm blotting out, and I'm trying my best. Holy Spirit just, ah, getting it to me. And I'm just blotting. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting it out of me. And the word is just boom, boom, boom. And I'm just fighting it. I'm fighting it. But I've learned what you feed the most. Ha ha. It's going to grow and win. So when you feed the spirit, when you learn the word of God and you study the word of God, Moses is telling these people, let me tell you something. All I can say that if you obey the laws of God, your family will be what? Blessed. He's telling them, just as soon as they were telling you, I'm telling you now, your family will be what? Blessed. And I thank God. I was talking to my son Josh yesterday. And I said, you know, it's amazing. My wife and I had a conversation the other day. We were talking. And I was like, man, God, we had good kids. Amen. Clap it up. Clap it up. We, I said, Lord, have mercy. 
we really had good kids. I mean, you know, you look back, and you look back over your life, we were married so young, and I just know that, I mean, I had people in my life that just sold into me, that believed in my mother, my father, just all those things. I mean, God puts people, it was just amazing, but I thought about it, I said, man, we had five little boys. My right eye is looking at my left, because I know I got to take care of these boys. And the wife creating meals, hamburger helper, and the helper was peas and corn. Because the peas and corn, and sometimes she throws some broccoli in there just to make it stretch. But we always had plenty. We always had what? Plenty. And I look at how my boys, it wasn't what we had. It was just that we have enough. A little tut-tut in the back, man. Hold up, man. Do you got enough for me? Hold up. He's trying to fight these big brothers. Jordan and Jordan, they, they giving it to him. Jacob, hey, now, nah, brother. That's why he got so tough, man. He had to fight. He had to fight to get that meal. But my wife and I said, look, we had good kids. We had kids that were good. They weren't perfect. Let me tell you something. They were naughty. But I tell you, none of my boys ever got suspended. And it took me to grow into a man to start appreciating. Listen, said, you know what? I mean, it didn't have to be that way. Well, hold up. Let me be truthful with that, Josh. It, one, one, one time, and it was excused. He was at Eugene Burroughs back then. What's the name of that school now? Akik Academy, okay. He was there and uh, went to a little situation. A little confused young boy, you know, grabbed him behind. Grabbed him. You know, so, so Josh, you know, went in. And he went in real hard. Principal called me, said, advice. I said, Mr. Hayden, man, you're starting to knock that boy unconscious. I said, Lord, I'm on my way. Got him to say, Josh, you know better than that, man. What are you doing? But daddy grabbed Okay. Okay. Well, he won't do it again. And the principal said, well, you look, Mr. Hayden, I'm going to have to do something. Because... So we had a conversation and we did. But I say that to say, listen, y'all, you better be able to appreciate the things of God and what God is doing for you in a season where you can. You better be grateful for the things that God is doing. When you get down in your worship and your devotion and you're able to thank God and be appreciative of your limbs, of your eyesight, let me tell you, of just having another breath because it don't have to be that way. We get caught up in all these other things, man, instead of getting caught up in the things that money came by. See, and that's why I think God gave me some prosperity, man, because he said, you know what? See, God gave us laughter. He gave us what? Humor. And I promise you, God has one. He sure does. Because there's been time in my life, I was talking to the wife, I said, listen, what we had, man, the Christmas tree was 12 feet and the gifts was eight. And I promise you, I wanted to throw all of it out the window. Because I would rather us be in a better place. I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm saying, wow, but guess what, God? And right now, this stuff don't define who you are. 
stuff everywhere. God said, I can show you some prosperity, but then I can show you at the same time to let you have it and not allow you to enjoy it. I'll give you the best cars, the nicest stuff. Let me tell you something. I want a Rolex. I got five. Gave one to myself for his birthday. Never thought I'd have one. And I say that because God will show you some things, and he'll put some things in your midst. The first one, you never thought you had, but I gave one to my son. Because it doesn't define who I am. See, the thing about it is God is saying, how can you be a witness? How can you show somebody some humility that you can have something, but that still God is more important than all of it? And I say he has a sense of humor because I'm like, well, God, do, 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 I, do I really need to go through that? He said, because your testimony is going to bless somebody. I'm going to give you some trials in some areas that, guess what? I ain't drink, I ain't smoke, I ain't have a fun. Pastor Fisher has a testimony that I cannot relate to. But I can appreciate. See, see, he has a testimony of the goodness of God. We have different stories, but I can what? Appreciate. And I can be compassionate. And that's why when we talk, he knows that I love him and I care for, for who he is and who God has made him to be. That I'm not going to judge him for his stuff because I got mine too. And I just thank God that he has graced me and taken care of me during this time. God has things that are so great for us as a church that, see, here's the thing, y'all. We got to get to a place where we think a little what? Bigger. And it's not so much about the size of the church. It's not so much what it looked like. Are we the church? Are we what we say we are? A place of healing and deliverance. Can you come into a safe place and be loved and not judged? Can you come into a place where we can love you where you at? See, Jesus meets us where we at, but he don't leave us there. See, see people say, you hear people saying, see, they don't really know. He, he meets us where you what? Where you are, but he don't what? He don't leave you there, Brother Dimitri. Because if you stay with him, guess what you find yourself doing? Come what, what, just a little bit what? Just a little, a little bit what? A little higher. And then you wake up in the morning and say, oh, my God, well, hold up. It don't look good, but I feel good. It don't look good, but I feel good. I'm not anxious for anything, but I'm going to pray. See, we got to get to the place where, guess what, y'all? Not just the church of a place to come, but a church in us. If you see your brother struggling, give him a hand. If it's in your power to do, do what God has what? Bless you to be able to do. And then like the sermon I preached, shut your power hole. And don't tell everybody what you did. Because now you're telling people what you're doing because you want to get a, yeah, so, yeah, they were struggling. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. I went, I went, over, went over and got up a little something. Went and did this, I, I did that. Yeah, they were cold. They were cold. I got them a coat. Yeah, you know, I got two Gucci coats. I got two, you know, the, the, bus, you know, the big the goose joints. Yeah, yeah, I gave it to them. Yeah, yeah, the goose down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the fat ones. Because all you want to do is do what? Give yourself credit and glory. 
And we got to be careful with that because the things that are revealed belong to us. So let's talk about the revealed things, and I'm going to let you go, y'all. I promise you today, y'all going to leave here today better. And that's for real, because I showed enough ass. I'm going to leave here better because I'm going to even lean harder on what? The things that are what? Revealed. You spend so much time on the things that what? I wonder if. I don't know. That corona is out there. Yeah, it is. And like you said, hey, look, spread it out. Put your mask on. But what do we know that 2 Chronicles 7.14 says? See, what does it say? What does it say? If my people who are called by my name humble myself, seek my face and pray and turn from their evil ways, then, see, look, this is it. Then, then, then will I hear their voice from heaven. Forgive them of their sins and heal their land. See, what we don't know is when it's going to leave, when it's going to go, it's going to be around forever. But what we do know is what the Word of God says. So what I'm going to do is do what? I'm going to stand on what God said. Faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for. It's the evidence of that not seen. I don't know, y'all, the future of my children. But what I do know that the word of God says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I understand, understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I know Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up your child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll what? Not depart far from it. I mean, he going to what? He going to go to the left and to the right. But he going to know where the sinner's supposed to be. You're going to know what's good. The thing I love about the Lord God is I can say about my sons is guess what? They know right from wrong. I taught them, mom, and I taught them what was right. Amen? Can I get an amen from my sons? Amen? Amen? And amen. And even at this day, they're grown men now. But you know what they do know? If they call their daddy and ask for advice, or ask about something, what you gonna get? True. Greg, Rico, Josh, Felique, all the boys in there, Jazz, what you gonna get? The truth. You're gonna get the truth. See, because as a man of God, see, it's way bigger than me. So when I accepted the calling, you accept, let me tell you, ooh. Let me tell you something. People say, I want to get up. I want to preach and teach. Oh, it look good. And if you really call, that accountability is real. You don't want to be a bad witness. You want to make sure that you're doing what's right and what's just. Because I believe God is going to judge us, what? Harsher. Because he said, those that know to do good and don't is what? Sin. So when you know better, you better do better. I don't know. But I do know that he said that, guess what? He can do exceedingly and abundantly above that which I could ever think, imagine. In some of the Bible words, it says even dream. According to the power that what? Works in you and works in me. What's that power, y'all? It's the Holy Spirit. Psalms 27 says some trust in, 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 in chariots. It says some trust in horses. 
But I'm going to trust in the Lord God. We don't know some things, y'all. See, we got to get to that place where we're good with that. I'm good with that. But the things that I do know, I'm going to dwell on that. And that's in the word. People suffer. The reason for suffering, I don't know. Some people suffer pain for all their life. They suffer pain. But there will be a crown for those too, the sufferers. But I know what the word tells me. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, he says, for my grace. It's sufficient. What's sufficient, y'all? Enough. He said, my grace. Talking to Paul. Where the thorn is. He said, my grace is what? Sufficient for thee. He said, my strength is made what? Perfect in weakness. So I'm going to go ahead and what? Boast. So I'm going to brag. I'm going to brag. I'm going to get down. I'm going to tell. I'm going to brag in my what? My infirmities. I'm going to tell people, yeah, God did it. I'm going to boast in my firm so the power of God, what? Christ can rest upon me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick with the what? Reveal things. Let's give you something else. John 16 and 33 says what? In this life. See, we go through life and say, okay, what's, what's, what's revealed, God? He said, okay, well, in this life, I've written these things so you would know that in this life, you're going to have what? Tribulation. He didn't say you might. He didn't say, well, you know what? Mm, I don't know. He said, you will have what? Tribulations. You're going to have some problems. You're going to have some ups, some downs, some cries, some all those things. He said, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. I'm telling you about the things that reveal, y'all. The suffering. Why? Then he tells us Isaiah 43. He said, but guess what? Those that wait on the Lord. <laughs> what? That what? They shall renew their strength. He said, they'll mount up with the wings of eagles. He said, I'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. That's what he said. Isaiah 53, 5 said, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, but the chastisement for our peace was upon who? Him. And by his stripes, we are healed. How will I die? I talked about it earlier. I don't know how I'm going to die, but I know I'm going to die. Not yet. Three score and ten. And give me ten more, God, for reason of service and strength. How will I die? I don't know, but I do know that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe God, what, raised his son from the dead, that when I do leave here, I'm going to glory. Why are you going to spend a bunch of time thinking about the things that you don't know and I never know? You better get your mind right and start thinking about the things that are what good and love level good report. You better know that God is able and his word is sent for us. He didn't send the word for himself. He sent the word for what? Us. Who's the word? Jesus. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us. To be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. That's what we do what? No. The salvation of our loved ones, my sister, my brother, my cousin, Billy, Jimmy, Johnny. Are they going to heaven? Minister George. My cousin Fred. 
Is he going to be saved? Is he going to make it into the kingdom? What do they tell you when you're on the plane? Say, before you give anybody else, <laughs> come on now, the oxygen mask, you better, better believe you better know who Jesus is yourself. Amen? You better put that thing on and understand that guess what? The word of God tells us he who has the son has what? Life. But he who does not have the son does not have life. But he said, I wrote this so you would know. See, listen to this. He said, I wrote these things so who would know? You would know that you have eternal life. Why do we have it, y'all? He said, I wrote these things so you would know. Who is you? The believer would know that you have eternal life. So how do, we, how do we go about our lives when we're dealing with our family members that we know are not believers? And it's a touchy situation. Because judge not lest she be judged. But certain things you just know because they done told you. You ain't got to be all super spiritual. They done told you I don't believe. How could there be a God of this and that? So in your spirit, God, we are called to be what? To disciple. So your prayer should be, God, give me the opportunity to minister. And you know what's going to happen? Something's going to happen into their life. Let me tell you something. And they're going to need somebody. And they're going to be like, oh, my God. Minister Ambria, I need to call her because I know when I talked to her last time, she said that God is able. She said that God loves me. Guess what? He'll use you. He'll use you, but you got to pray for what? The opportunity for God to use you. And we struggle with that. We struggle with that. What will happen tomorrow? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But what I do know, in Psalms 37, 25, says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've been young and I've been old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or a seed begging bread. See, what do we know? We know that God is going to keep us. Amen? God will keep us. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these other things to be what? Added unto you. Yes, Lord, I'm going to give you stuff that's going to challenge you because I promise you it's challenging me. But if it don't challenge you, it ain't going to change you. Because you can come in here and get excited and jump up and down and get a real good praise on and be the same way when you walk out that door. We done ran around. We done done backflips. All that stuff. Oh, my God. Sweating like I'm sweating a bit. And no transformation or manifestation is taking place. We walk out and we the same. We have not gotten any what? Better than we were before. The outcome of this ministry. All I know is that the word of God says, he said, upon this rock. He said, Peter, he said, upon this rock, I what? I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's what we do. No. Amen. Amen. God is able, y'all. Thank you for listening to Healing Hearts Worship Center podcast. Please follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. 
as well as our website, www.hhwc10.com, for updates of all our events. If you would like to donate to our ministry, please visit www.hhwc10.com and hit the donate button or www.ezekielgiving.com forward slash hhwc or text to give to 40-660-4492. We hope that the word that you heard was a blessing to you. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you to life. Peace be unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied.